we began our marriage, and uh, I started recognizing uh, in different areas that he was not to be trusted. And it was so disappointing. And quite frankly, I was raised in such a protected environment, I'd really never been around anyone dishonest that I knew about. And so there were many problems with that. I sought counseling, got him to go to counseling. I wanted a good marriage, and it, it wasn't possible. Hi, everyone. I'm Pam Keneally, and we are here today with the single MomCast with Arise Single Moms. And I tell you what, I am so glad that you are with us today because you are gonna hear a story that just unlike any other, and I really believe today you're going to leave this podcast just not in the same way that you came into this. And I'm so thrilled for you to hear this story. Uh, I am here today with Mel. Hi, Mel. Hi, Pam. Mel Hyatt is on staff, of course, and we love presenting these podcasts to you. And But our guest today is extremely special, has an amazing story, and I want you to meet. This is Karen. Karen, you want to say hi to everybody? Hello. This is Karen Hardgrove, and we are just so excited to share her story. So anyway, with that being said, Mel, I think we should just get started. Let's get started, Let's Pam. Let's just jump into it. So, you know, uh, Karen, before we start, can you just uh, tell our listeners uh, something about you or something you want them to know about you? Well, okay. I was married for 33 years. I had three children. I loved being a mom. I was a stay-at-home mom. I was involved, however, in a lot of uh, nonprofit uh organizations, uh, raising money in my spare time. And uh, I'm an adopted only child. And I learned uh, when I was about 35 that I had been born during my mother's abortion attempt. Mm. My goodness, that makes me stop and think, doesn't it? And tell me a little bit about, before we get into the rest of your story, just a little bit about... um, what, what do you do today? Today, you're, I know that you, you volunteer and that you are in, involved with other organizations and you're just still enjoying your activity in that way. That's true. And I love going to Bible study, always have. Uh, I teach piano. Not everyone knows that. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> you do now. <laughs> if you said you sang, I'd make you sing us a song. Oh, but, dear, oh, I don't <laughs> sing. No, okay. no. <laughs> okay, that's really great. So well, we're welcome. We're just so glad you're here today. Thank you. Yeah. Karen, one of the things that we love doing on the Single Mom Cast is telling stories our listeners resonate with them. They're encouraged by them. They're moved by them. And we know that God works through stories. And so we're so excited for you to share your story today. But I know your story is full of unexpected trauma and tragedy. Um, And not to start off on that tone, but can you tell us about that? Can you tell us about your story and, and, and where it's taken you? Well, I certainly never expected to have any tragedy or trauma in my life. I married a a guy that was short, dark, and handsome, not tall. Everybody doesn't have everything, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we began our marriage, and uh, I started recognizing uh, in different areas that he was not to be trusted. And it was so disappointing. And quite frankly, I was raised in such a protected environment, I'd really never been around anyone dishonest that I knew about. 
And so there were many problems with that. I sought counseling, got him to go to counseling. I wanted a good marriage, and it, it wasn't possible when you can't trust someone. And so my first trauma would be that marriage and then ultimately a divorce. And over the years, uh, it seemed like he would take two steps forward and ten steps back, and I kept having hope and kept not wanting to give up. And uh, he eventually went to prison. Uh And I had been a stay-at-home mom for 30-some years, even though I worked in the community as a volunteer, I didn't make any money. And so when he went to prison, there was no plan, no provision for me. And I was 58 years old, had not been in the workforce for 30 years. And uh, our house was in foreclosure. And I was in a position where I didn't know where I would live. I didn't have credit on my own. I didn't have any money and uh, didn't have a job. So that was a pretty scary, actually terrifying position to be in. I can see that. And you know what? And as I visited with you earlier, you had told me you were adopted when you were young. And explain to me about maybe your parents, your real parents. Okay. Uh, I consider my adoptive parents my real parents. My other parents were my birth parents. And uh, my birth father, I only learned who he was in November of this past year. And I found out through DNA that I was one of five girls and uh, learned that he raped all of my sisters and my mother. And I'm so grateful I was not raised in that household. And my birth mother... Actually, uh, according to my brothers I learned I had, was not a good mom. So my parents were called by the doctor who had tried to abort me. Uh, All of a sudden, they had this child they didn't know what to do with, and he knew my parents had been wanting to have a child for about 13 years. They were his patients. He called them, and my parents came to get me. And my dad gave my birth mother... 50 bucks and a carton of cigarettes mm. for me. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and look at you today. You know what, as you talk about, you know, your real father was a pedophile and the difficulty of that, you know, I just, I wonder, you know, as you moved forward, what were you, did you realize in your new adopted family, uh, you know, the joy that you had with them and you were close to them in your new family? I did. I did. I had a pretty idyllic life, uh, raised in church, lived in a small neighborhood, went to a, a precious little elementary school. That was in the 50s. Things were a lot different back then. Mm-hmm. And I had really good life, That's thanks so to great. my parents. Yes. You know, when I talked to you earlier, you told me about um, about your children and some tragedy you have faced with your adult children. And I... You know, can you share with us a little bit about your children and some of the things you shared with me about things you have faced with them? Well, first of all, two of my children had a connective tissue disorder, very rare. They inherited from their father, and it's life-threatening in a lot of uh, areas. 
Uh, they just have to be careful and try not to break a bone or rip their skin or uh, get disc—you know, their joints can become disconnected. So there was a constant uh, visit to the emergency room with my two younger children. My older daughter was very healthy. She didn't have any issues like that. But in 2012, my oldest daughter, who was married and had two little girls, found out she had cancer. And they told her she could live uh, 18 months with chemo, maybe a year without chemo. And so she chose chemo. And I lost her in 2013. Okay. And you you had told me when we visited earlier that you've lost two children. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, in 2017, I, I was married to my uh, husband. I'd remarried. And uh, my daughter had an accident. She had to have a total leg reconstruction with cadaver parts. And I knew that I would need to be with her. And so I came back to Oklahoma City, where I had lived for 30-some years, and uh, cared for her. We were building a house there. My husband and I both loved Texas, but it was, it, it was not to be. And so I'm in Oklahoma City caring for my daughter. The first month I was back with her, I get a phone call from Indonesia. I knew my son was there. He was starting a business. And uh, the consulate called me and told me that he had died. Mm. And he was 39. He never married. He uh, had proposed to a girl uh, a few weeks prior. She turned him down. Uh, so these were just, this was just more heartache for you to consider, I'm sure, as you think back on that. And then you had mentioned to me er earlier as we visited that that at one point in time, you remarried again to a man that was in church. Oh, and boy. Then, so yes. can you tell me about that experience as okay. well? Well, I got my divorce from my husband of three decades in uh, 2002. I went to a big church. They had a big singles group. This was in 2005. And I met this man who pursued me, and uh, he was a Christian, I thought. We did a, uh, a study, Song of Solomon, on uh, what kind of marriage Christians should have. He did not believe in sex before marriage. He told me he wanted to be my servant. He wanted to take care of me. It's like everything a woman probably wants to hear. And uh, we married, and it was short-lived because one evening he asked me if I'd go meet with his financial planner, and what that was about, he was leaving everything to his ex-wife and had no provision for me. <clears throat> and when I asked him about it, uh, he said, no, there is none for you, and there won't be. And I said, well, I think I better start planning my financial future, and I better start tomorrow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, he got really angry with me. I went to be with a friend to talk to her. She's my prayer partner, and he wouldn't let me back in the house when mm -hmm. I came back. Yeah. You know, I hear this story, moms. Listen, I know that you're facing things as well. You're facing heartache. You're facing things you never thought possible. You're facing issues that you don't know where it's going to go. This woman can identify with 
identify with you, having having lost two children herself, having been divorced after 30 years, having been betrayed by another man that that appeared to be something he wasn't, and here she was again trying to start life all over. You know, I think about all this, and I just want to go back, first of all, to, to your— um, I want to revisit a minute the fact that your mother had you during her abortion. I had to stop and think about that. So, which means, Karen, you're a miracle. I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> you you are supposed to be here. And and moms, I just, I when you first told me that, you said I, you know, my my, my I survived my mom's abortion. I, I had to stop and think about what that meant exactly. When it dawned on me, it just made me think, moms, whatever you're going through, there, it, God has a purpose for you. And it reminds me of a verse in Job. This, he says, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours, O oh God, can be thwarted. Not even that abortion could, have thwart, could thwart your precious life, Karen, and what God had for you. And I'm sure you have thought about that many times, yeah. that his purpose is could not be thwarted. And I, moms, that's the same, same with you. Well, let me just ask, with all these things, Karen, uh, how did you move from these seemingly impossible, I mean, just impossible challenges, how did you move beyond those? Well, I'll start with being freshly single again. Uh, after the second one, I already had several jobs. Prior to that, when uh, I was forced to divorce my husband of 33 years, I had not worked. So I just simply prayed for work. And it was amazing how God would send opportunity and offers to me. I had made kind of a name for myself in the community, raising money for various nonprofits. And uh, so I was offered jobs in the nonprofit section, raising money. I did a lot of work uh, for about seven years, more work than most people probably want to do, but it was necessary for a single woman to take care of herself and pay for an apartment, and then if she has a car payment, you can't do that with one job unless you are highly qualified, maybe have a PhD. I did not, so I had to work several jobs to keep my boat afloat. Yes, I can understand that. Hmm. Karen, what I know about pain, and I have not experienced the pain that you have with the loss of a child, I cannot imagine. Mm-hmm. But what two I know, of them. two of them. Yeah, what I know about pain is that it's so heavy. Uh, but when you walked into this room, you didn't walk in as a woman who looked like she was carrying a lot of things. And I'm assuming that that's because of your relationship with Christ. That is true. And the freedom that He brings. So I, I wanted to. This has been. Uh, I feel emotional, Pam, and mm-hmm. I don't like to usually mm-hmm. use emotions mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Um, so I wanted to just maybe lighten it for a moment because Jesus is so good at doing that. I'm wondering what you have learned through all of this about Jesus and about his word um, in the midst of all of this pain that you are carrying. I will tell you what I've learned, <clears throat> excuse me, and that he is faithful no matter what you're going through. He can redeem it for good. He can carry you through. And I learned that in all of these situations. And I'm so grateful for a Heavenly Father like that. Moms, what are you going through today? What situation are you facing that you feel it's impossible? 
What is it in your life? What circumstance do you wish you could change? Certainly, Karen would understand those thoughts and those feelings today. And yet we know from Karen and so many other testimonies we've heard that God is able and he's sufficient as Karen has testified to that. And it is no accident that you're listening to this podcast today because it is God's appointed time for you to hear his word, that he is with you and he is near and he in his plans, great plans, and you cannot be thwarted. You know, I wanted to ask you, you know, you've told us so many things you know, about your life, Karen, and the different things you've been through, the tragedies and how God has lifted you up. And, you know, you have a heart for single moms. You used to be one. Is there, what would you most like our single moms to know today? As you look at their lives and you see them, what would you like them most to know that you have learned to be true? Well, for for me, I was very grateful that I was connected to a church, a good church. And sometimes the bigger church, the better, because there are many resources to help you. At my church, there were Bible studies on boundaries, on anxiety. Uh, I went to an Al-Anon Bible study uh, that was suggested by one of the pastors at my church. And I took uh, opportunity with every available resource I thought might help me. So between all of the jobs I had, the rest of my time was devoted to classes that would help me cope and help me progress. And I'm so grateful that I did. It's important, too, to have a a circle of Christian friends, preferably women, uh, that you can relate to and pray with. I can't imagine going through what I've gone through without my church, without my Christian friends. They uplifted me. And even though I've had tragedies, I feel like I've had a really happy life. That might surprise (laughs) people, but I have. I have a lot of joy in my life. I always have, even despite what happened, and I know that's from God. I do love that. It reminds me. You know, you are testimony to this verse. You are a testimony. You're a conqueror. You're an overcomer, if I've ever seen one. And God's Word says in Romans that in all these things, we are now more than conquerors of those who loved us. And Karen, you're more than a conqueror. I think that's what you were just trying to say, isn't it? I I would agree with that. And, you know, I, I think, too, you know, moms, I don't know, today maybe you're feeling like a failure or you're feeling... Like you don't matter, but as Karen has said earlier, and I love the verse in Psalms 139, it says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know it full well. And Karen, you are a testimony to that, that that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and God had a purpose for you. you. And I do love that. I do love that. Well, in my case, I just want to make sure I've given God the glory because I went through some really impossible situations. I look back and think, how in the world did I make that? When I had no money, no place to live, no job, and God just walked me through it. Some of my friends said, Karen, it looked to me like God just carried you around on a pillow (laughs) through that. And I said, well, it didn't feel like that. Mm -hmm. But he did, and I was very aware of his presence. So I would just recommend everyone get close to God and test him for he is good. Karen, we've talked about so many things and I know the story you have of your children. Can you tell us about your children and uh, your story with them? 
Well, I had three wonderful children, and that was wonderful because I was raised an only child, and it was a bit lonesome. I spent a lot of time down at my best friend's house, who was one of three, and in a way, I seemed it seemed like I mimicked what she had. She had a brother and a sister, and I wound up having two girls and a boy. When my eldest daughter was uh, 40, she was diagnosed with... A terminal cancer and my gosh that was that was difficult yes and she lasted 14 months mm-hmm. and left my two granddaughters mm-hmm. uh, with their father to raise mm-hmm. and you know as we talk about this moms I she's lost a child and you know I, I look at Karen's story and what God has brought her through and that he was sufficient and that's probably you know one of the biggest losses you ever came across and trusting God to get you through that I'm sure you know is there anything you know I think about your your story your life your all the things you've been through Karen is there anything else you would like for our single moms to know well even though I've had tragedy in my life I feel like I've had a really good life mainly because of my walk with Christ isn't that not, a- not everything has been unhappy sure isn't that amazing how God can just bring, weave it all together as the process continues and you can end up having a positive testimony? Isn't that beautiful? It is. And that is, is certainly yours. So, And I now have a good marriage mm-hmm. and a supportive husband. That's so wonderful. I knew that you did. So mm-hmm. that is just great. Pam, something uh, that I really admire about you, I think to myself, when I grow up, I want to be like Pam Keneally. <laughs> Me too. And one, <laughs> one, oh, of, one of the things, and Karen, you're going to say, I agree. One of the things that I really love about you is you are such a natural encourager. Um, it just comes out of you probably whenever you, you're not, I don't even think you're trying to do it. And so I think maybe after hearing this story and knowing some of our single moms are in the car, they're working, they're doing laundry, whatever they're doing, um, that they probably need a little word of encouragement right now. So do you have anything before Mm. we close to say to them? Mm. You know what I do, moms? I remember being a single mother. Karen remembers being a single mother. Mel remembers being a single mother. You are not alone. We are right there in the car with you, beside you, wherever you are. We feel what you feel. We understand what you think. We, we understand that some days you feel like you're not enough and you don't matter and the kids aren't listening. And we understand. We felt the same way. But we are here to testify to you that you can do it through Christ who gives you strength. And that's the only way you can do it. And so you have a decision to make today, and that is just turning it over to Jesus one more time, trusting him for one more day because he goes before you and leads the way. And you don't know that maybe someday you'll be sitting in a podcast room talking about looking back on your journey and testifying to how faithful God has been to you. So you were brought here today for a reason. We love you. We care for you. And as always, we want you to take advantage of all the resources that arise, singlemoms.com. We want you to listen to the podcast, the blogs, the Bible studies. God has connected us with you for such a time as this that you may feel His touch and know his voice and that we are here for you 
Moms, thank you for listening to the Single Mom Cast. We want you to remember that your story is so important, whether it's full of tragedy or triumph, that scripture tells us in Colossians that God is before all things and that he holds all of those things together. And that is our prayer for you today as you go about your business. So we are so thankful you spent time with us today hearing Karen's story. Karen, thank you for sharing. Thank you so much for just being honest and sharing your pain and your wisdom with us. And we are just so thankful our moms got to hear you today. Single moms, have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Single Mom Cast.